Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Uh, once upon a time, uh, there was uh, once upon a time there was a seat in this room with your name on it. Now you didn't know that when you showed up today. And you did, if you're a regular attender here at Vertical, you didn't know that at all. And, and I'll go ahead and let you know, your seat didn't know that either, okay? It's not like we, we didn't put literal tags on it, but there was a seat in this room with your name on it. And for some of you, what that looks like, what your journey looks like, is church wasn't anywhere on your radar. Like you weren't interested in church. It was the furthest thing from your mind, but somebody invited you. Somebody invited you, and, 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 or, or maybe you came to a movie. Uh, maybe you came on a Sunday to a movie, and you saw us tearing down, and you talked to some of our uh, VIP team, and you thought, I might want to give that a shot. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you saw a Facebook ad, and, uh, and you thought, you know, I'm kind of looking for something different in my life. I'm going to I'm going to check that out. And you went to the website and you watched a few messages and you saw some of the pictures and you saw some people that was maybe your age or a little younger or a little older. And you thought, you know, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to give that a try. Or maybe you were driving down Greenbrier and you saw the sign on the road or you saw our flags on a Saturday because we put them out early. Hello. Um, but um, but anyway, what happened is you showed up. You came. You, you got out of bed and you got here. And maybe when you came in, you didn't really know what to think because, let's face it, we're a church that meets in a movie theater, and you walked in, you thought, is this a real church? <laughs> right? Like, I'm not sure about that. I'm not, you know. And maybe it was your thing, and maybe it wasn't your thing. Uh, but, but when you walked in, you were greeted at the door, and you thought, these people seem genuinely happy that I'm here. Like, it actually seemed friendly, and you thought, okay, well, I'll stick it out. And you came in here, and, 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 and you, you experienced the worship, and maybe you didn't love the music. Maybe you did. Maybe you thought it was too loud. Maybe it wasn't loud enough for you. Hello? That's me. It's never loud enough, and so uh, if you don't like it, get used to heaven. Anyway, it's going to be loud. Anyway, no, no. If you don't like loud, sit up in the balcony, because it's not as loud up there, so... That's why y'all are up there right now. I know your story. Anyway. And so we're, we're, we're doing the music, what we call worship, and we're singing these songs. And you notice there was a guy over on this side of the room. He had a question. And you're wondering, I wonder when they're going to call on him. And then you saw this lady over here. She had two questions. And you're like, I didn't know we could talk in church. You know, I always went to church and I had to be quiet. And then you started looking around and you thought, I wonder if they have to pay for this place. Then we received the offering, which was, yes, we do have to pay. This isn't free. They don't do that. They don't just give this to us. But then you, the basket came by, and you looked, and you saw a $5 bill and a stick of gum. And you thought, I don't think that's going to pay for it. I don't know how they're doing it. But, um, but then, you, you know, somebody, somebody did what I'm doing. They preached. It was probably me most of the time. Maybe it was somebody else. And... And you got home and you sat down on your couch and you thought, you know what? I didn't hate it. <laughs> right? Like that's, that's, that's a great, it's a win for us. If you get home and you're like, I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that. I, um, I feel kind of encouraged. I don't feel beat up. I don't feel like God is angry with me and he hates me and he's trying to get back at me. So I think I'm going to go again. 
you went, you, you came again and, and, and you brought your kids the next time, which is a huge mistake because as soon as you bring your kids, they're going to be like, I want to go back to that church. And then you're thinking, there goes my Sundays, you know. And so, but you kept coming and, and, and you had a lot of questions about, about church and Jesus and God. And, and some of those got answered, but you got more questions. But then you got involved and you found your people, right? Like you found your squad. And now you're a regular attender, right? Some of you, that's your story. Others of you, that's not your story at all. You came all in. Like you weren't, you weren't like hanging out on the sidelines kind of peeking in. No, you came all in because you're a Bible-toting, Scripture-quoting, Jordan River-floating Christian. You know, it's like, it's like I love Hillsong. Yes, I do. Jesus culture and Bethel too. Amen? Like, like I'm in. <laughs> Like you, you, you didn't, you, you knew when you came, you could talk in church. Like you could talk to the preacher and amen. And there you go. And, and help us now. And so, and, and you're doing that and that's cool. And, and you take pictures and hashtag them. ILMC. I love my church. You know, you're, you, you were never on the fence. Like the first day you were, you didn't need to be convinced. You were already convinced you love Jesus and you just looking for a church and you came and, and now you're a regular attender. However you got here, if you're a regular attender, I want to talk to you specifically today. If this is your first or second time and you're like, I don't know, I'm still kind of on the fence. If this is my home church, if this is where I want to put roots down and grow my relationship with Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. You actually picked a really great day to be here because we're going to kind of give you a behind the scenes on how this whole thing even works on how we are able to do what we're able to do. But if you are a regular attender, this is your home church. You come, you know, every other Sunday, every Sunday, whatever that looks like. I want to talk to you directly because we need you to help us. We need you. Matter of fact, we need you to help some other people, some people who haven't found their seat. We need you to help some kids who haven't found their seat yet. There's a, there's a seat in this room with their name on it, but they haven't found it yet. They're coming, but they're not here yet. Maybe you are here. Maybe today this is actually what I'm talking about. It's actually about you, and, and you're here, and you're about to find your seat. But, but others, they're not here yet, but, but, but they're coming, and they're coming to your church. Because I need you to understand something. Before we really dive in today, if you are a regular attender, if this is your church, you are the church. Okay? Like, like it's not something like, I don't go to church. Church is not a, a building or a facility. Those are places of meeting. You are the church. Let me take it a step further. You are our church. When we talk about our church... We're talking about you. <laughs> let me let me let me go one more step further. You are your church. You are your church. And right now, in your church's community, there are there are there are husbands who are begging their wives to come to church with them. Because their marriage is on the rocks and, and they're not communicating right. And, and he thinks if I could just get us to church, maybe 
We'll get around some people and that'll help us and that'll encourage us. Right now, I think in, 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 in the community where your church meets, there are, there are wives who are just praying like crazy for their husbands because they want to be a united couple and they want to have a, a family centered around Jesus. And so she wants him to buy in and, and they're ready to give church a try. Right now, I think in, in the community that your church meets in, there are kids begging their parents to come to church because they have friends whose parents go to church and when they go to their house everything seems a bit more calm but in their in in, in my house my mom and dad they fight and they argue but when i go to you know my, my friend's house their parents go to church and and they seem to get along better and mom and dad i wish you would go to church and right now in your church's community there are parents who are begging their kids to go to church i'll give you five dollars if you just go to church with me there are people in our in our area who are looking who are looking for a church and they're going to give it one shot they're going to give it one try and we don't know who they are and we don't know when they're coming but we know they're coming and so here's my goal today my goal, I'm going to use everything that I can in my, in my heart, in my spirit, every skill that I have to ask you to do just one thing. And it's this right here. We can put it on the screen. It's the next slide. Provide for others what others have provided for you. This is what we want you to do today. If you're a regular attender at Vertical Church, if you found your seat, we want you to provide for others what others have provided for you. But maybe maybe we can even put it a different way because some of our stories are a little bit more convoluted than that. Let's go to the next one. We, we want you to provide for others what you wish someone had provided for you. Because for some of you, you searched around and you moved around and you looked and, and, and some of you walk into this room and you got some church hurt that's buried a little bit under the surface and you don't let it out. That's why it was so hard for you to come back to church because you didn't know if those people were legit. You didn't know if they were for real. Maybe you went to a church and the pastor said something and hurt you. Maybe you went to the church and you were in a small group and, a, and, and somebody betrayed you. They, 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 they took your, 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 your innermost secret and they spread them to people they ought not to have talked to them about that and they posted it on Facebook, right? And they Instagrammed your mess and you're like, I'm done with church, but now you've given it another try. And so I want you to encourage you to provide for others. Well, you wish someone would have provided for you. So either if you had a great story, provide for others what somebody provided for you. But then if you've got some, some junk in your trunk, right? If you've got some mess in your room, Maybe provide for others what you wish. Man, I wish somebody would have provided that for me when I was a teenager, right? Like, I wish I, wish I had a church to go to when I was in college. I wish I had a church to go to where, where when I had those questions of faith and, and crises that I didn't have to, like, leave church to ask real questions. I could ask those real questions in church with my friends and family, and they would point me... To Jesus. So to do that, I'm going to encourage you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. If you have a Bible, that's awesome. If not, it's going to be on the screen behind me. You also, if you have a smartphone, a mobile phone, something like that, you have a Bible on there, just download it. Uh, it's called YouVersion. It's the Bible app. It's free. It's awesome. Use it. Love it. Read it every day. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 6. Uh, if you're not familiar, 
if you're not familiar with how the New Testament lays out, Acts is in the New Testament. Uh, it goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the stories of Jesus. Uh, so that, those take us from Jesus' birth all the way through his life, his death, resurrection, and ascension into heaven. And Acts is really the story about what Jesus continued doing through the people we meet in Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is what Luke tells us at the beginning, that Acts is what Jesus continues doing through who? Through the church. Through people just like you. And so when we get to Acts chapter 6, the apostles, the, tw the, the disciples, they have 12 again, even though you know one of them hung himself, they replaced him. And so uh, he, they've got 12 and they're teaching and they're preaching and, and thousands have come to know Jesus. Literally thousands, in one day, thousands came to know Jesus. And so the movement is growing, and, and, and it's starting to pick up some, some steam, and it's moving forward. And then we come to Acts chapter 6. Check this out. Acts chapter 6, uh, we'll start with verse 1. In those days when the number of disciples was increasing, so it's growing, it's moving, it's surging ahead, people are coming to know Jesus. The Hellenistic Jews... Among them complained against the Hebraic Jews. Now, let me pause right there and just kind of uh, clue you in on what's happening. In the early part of the church, everybody in the church was Jewish. Okay, This is before the gospel moves to Gentiles, who's probably like you and me, unless you're Jewish. You're a Gentile. Okay, So what he's saying, what Luke is telling us, is that there are Greek Jews and Jew-Jews. Okay, Like Jerusalem-based Jews. So... Um, Hellenistic Jews, Greek Jews, are those who moved away from Jerusalem, moved away from Israel, and adopted a lot of Greek culture, probably spoke Greek as their first language, looked like on the outside they may have looked Jewish, but they had a lot of Greek things in their culture. And the Hebraic Jews, those are the legit Jews, like Jewish culture. They're speaking in, in, in local Jerusalem dialects. And so what's happened is that, is that the church has grown to the point where widows are being taken care of by the church. And so uh, the, the, the Greek Jew widows feel like they're being overlooked compared to the Hebraic Jew, the Jew-Jew widows. Okay, that's what he says. He says, uh, because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Verse 2, so the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, also Philip and five other people that I'm not going to try to say their names, except Nicholas, because I can do that one. Jump to verse 6. Hey, man, I'm just a hillbilly from Logan County, West Virginia. <laughs> verse 6, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. I want, to, I want to point out three things real quick in this passage, and then I'm going to ask you to do something. The first thing is this. Growth comes with problems. Growth comes with problems. Here in Acts chapter 6, we have the Greek Jews who are complaining because their people, their squad, was being overlooked and left out in the daily distribution of food, and they had an issue with it. Now, this is only a problem because the church is growing. 
If the church wasn't growing, it wouldn't be a problem. That's why verse 1 tells us, hey, in the days when the, when the number of disciples were increasing, when the, and when the church was growing, it was more people, more problems, right? Like Biggie got it right. More money, more problems. More people, more problems. Good problems, hello? Like, like it's a good problem to have more people than your system and structure can, can minister to. That's a good problem, but it's still a problem. Now, here at Vertical Church, we know a couple of things about good problems. One of those is our adult-to-kid ratio. It's ridiculous. For a church our size, we have so many kids. It's a problem. It's a good problem. Okay? We don't want, to, we don't want the problem to go away. We just got to fix it. We got to do something. Uh, uh, Peter and John didn't say, "Well, I guess we need to just kick all the widows out the church and uh, and not have that problem anymore," right? So there are times when there are problems that are good problems, but they're problems nonetheless. They have to be dealt with. And so here we have the apostles. The people Jesus spent training for three and a half years, he spent every day with them. Here's how you do ministry. Here's how you do this. Here's how you pray for people. Here's how you teach and preach. And what we see is here in Acts chapter 6, they are in the, in the, in the, they are leading the food distribution ministry. They're leading the food pantry. And guess what? They ain't doing a good job. Think about that. These are leaders called by God taught by Jesus Christ and they're failing at ministry of dis distributing food to the widows they're failing they can't keep up they're missing people they're missing they're missing this group and and they couldn't they couldn't do that they couldn't do it all that's what Luke is telling us here are some people trained by Jesus, and they can't do it all. There are aspects and ministry teams here at Vertical Church that I, quite frankly, do not need to be involved in. There are ministry teams here at Vertical Church that Pastor Brian does not need to be involved with. Other than providing a general oversight and some vision and direction, we, there are some teams here at Vertical Church that we need to step out of because we are making them less effective because we're leading them. This is what's happening in Acts chapter 6. The ministry of the church is less effective and the church is getting a bad name and a bad reputation in the community because Peter and James and John and all the other disciples are trying to lead every team. This is what's going on. This is what's in the Bible. It makes it less effective. A lot of times people think, well, well, you know, you're, you're leading the church. You and Pastor, shouldn't you lead this team? No! We shouldn't. Why? Because we can't do it as good as you can. We can't. Peter couldn't do it. There, Stephen was a better administrator of the food pantry than Peter. Point blank. There are things that you do better than me. There are things that you do better than Pastor Brian. And so growth comes with problems. And, and when, when, when just a couple of leaders are trying to lead every ministry, it's not as effective. And so what we see, number two in this passage, everybody can play a part. Everybody can play a part. Every one of us in this room has a part to play. And there's no unimportant part in the, in the body of Christ. We all minister one to another. So the question I want to ask you is, where does God want you to connect? 
What part, if you're a regular tender here at Vertical Church, what part is God asking you to play? We have five Sunday teams here at VC, uh, the portable church team, the production team, the, the worship team, the kids team, and the VIP team. Those are our Sunday teams. We have some other teams that do stuff on other days of the week, but today we're talking primarily about Sunday teams. You could, you could minister to kids. Well, I can't teach. You don't have to teach. There are so many other things you can do in kids' ministry. You could, listen, listen, let me talk to the men for a second. You could be crowd control. Hello? Some of y'all who are in kids, you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we need a little crowd control. Fellas, you could, listen, I thought about this. Men, you could, you could be the person God uses to teach that little boy or that little girl that every man who touches me isn't trying to abuse me. You could be that guy. You could be that guy that says, wait a second, there are men in this world when they give me a hug, I don't feel gross. Let's just get real and talk about it. You could be that guy. You could be that dude. You could, you, could, you could serve on the VIP team. I fully believe that there are people who are at our church, not because of the preaching or the singing or, or the kids' ministry, but because when they walked in the door, somebody had such a smile on their face that it totally disarmed them and opened them up for the gospel. That could be you. You could be, the, you could be on the front line of preaching the gospel right at the front door. So, so not only does growth come with problems, and not only does is, is everyone have a part to play, but number three, every part is spiritual. These seven people that, that were, were, were appointed, they weren't just feeding people. They were ministering to people's needs. Look at verse 6. It says, they presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. What did they do? They were appointed and anointed. <laughs> they were appointed and and anointed. Why? Because it wasn't just work, it was spiritual. Back in our 21 days of prayer, which we just came out of uh, today, but we ended our prayer nights on Friday, the whole final week we were praying for you, for those of you who serve, those of you who, who do ministry at Vertical Church, and we were praying for you to be anointed. That's the word. I prayed that every night, all week. God, would you anoint those who serve at Vertical Church? Why? Because check this out. Those of you who are on the portable church team, would you throw your hand up real quick? Throw your hand up. These people show up super early, 6.37 o'clock. Hey, I prayed this week that the anointing of God would rest on you as you do what you come to do. I prayed that the anointing of Moses and Aaron, let me get a little churchy here for a second. The anointing of Moses and Aaron would rest on you. Why did I pray that? Because in the Old Testament, when they were wandering through the wilderness, when they were wandering uh, after they leave Egypt, there was a team of people who everywhere they went, they set up the tabernacle so that the community could experience the presence of God. I've been praying, God, would you give them the anointing that you gave those early OPC, original portable church team. Lord, would you just anoint them? Setting up the tabernacle of God. Those of you who are on the production team, you're not just a button clicker. I think of you like the, the, the team in the Old Testament who would light the candles and, and, and get the incense ready to create an atmosphere of worship so that when God's people would come into the area, there would be such an environment created that worship would be seamless. If you're on the VIP team, your expression, your handshake, you are, you are anointed to tear down walls of hostility and fear and intimidation. Why? Because every part is spiritual. Every part is spiritual when you do it in the name of Jesus. 
You don't have to have a special card to serve here at, at VC. Like there, you don't have to get a signed permission slip from the Holy Spirit. You barely even have to be a Christian. You definitely don't have to be a super Christian. We just want we, we want we want you to serve somewhere. Why? Because we know that. Listen, you you can you can grow and learn and, and develop some as a Christian uh, by listening to good preaching, and we have. Good preaching. It's okay. There's better out there, but I'm not going to tell you who they are because you'll just stay home and watch them on TV. And so, um, through through worship, through Bible study, you can you can grow, but you'll never reach maturity in Christ until you start serving people. You won't do it. I've seen. I've been in ministry now for 20 years. You don't look that old. I'm not. I just started at an early age. <laughs> I've learned the more you put in, the more you get out. You want, you, 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 you're like, so, some people, I talk to them, and it's like, I'm just not getting anything out of church. Well, you're not putting anything in. <laughs> nothing in, nothing out. Once you start putting something in, I promise you'll get something out. So I want to show you this real quick, and then we're going to move on, uh, that the results of this decision to, to involve everyone, to realize that even though the Jesus-trained people are anointed by God, they can't lead everything. Look at, look at this. Back in Acts chapter 6, so the widows complain. The apostles don't just brush it away. They're like, no, we gotta, we got to figure this out. So they got some people together. They appointed and anointed some leaders, and those leaders took over the job. And we would expect the next verse to say something like, you know, so the widows were happy, and everybody went home satisfied. It doesn't. Check this out, okay? Verse 7. So the word of God spread, and the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, quickly. They were on an upward trajectory already. But when people stood up, stood up and took charge of ministry, when leaders got in place and took their seats of leadership, then the church took off unlike it had ever taken off before because the ministry was more powerful because everybody is better than somebody. When everybody is involved, it's a greater impact than just a few people. That's why we do what we do. We're not asking you to fill a slot. We're not asking you to babysit kids or pass out papers at the door. We want you to spread the word of God. We want you to see the church increase rapidly. We want you to minister. Everybody who serves at Vertical Church, you're a minister, whether you know it or not. You're ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're spreading the word. You are gifted and empowered to be a gospel spreader, a hope dealer, a love pusher, a mercy supplier, a peace giver. You're a priest. You're a prophet. You're an evangelist. You're, a, you're, you're, a, you're an apostle, a teacher. You're a minister. I thought I was just a volunteer. No. We don't even use that word anymore. We have servant leaders. We've got no volunteers. We're not concerned. See, what a volunteer does is a volunteer thinks, look, if I don't volunteer, then there are going to be a bunch of needs met and a bunch of needs that don't get met and disaster will befall. And too many churches have operated on that level. we got to have more people or the whole ministry is going to collapse. And then you just guilt people. No, no, no. We want you to minister because you were created and hardwired by God to take your place of ministry. And when you minister, when you serve, you find fulfillment 
And people's needs do get met. And more importantly, the word of God goes forward. Amen. We'll never break 200 as a church until Pastor Brian and I aren't leading the teams that we're leading. We won't do it. We need you to step up. God, you have, like, we can, we can do this, okay? We can stay like we are right now. But there's somebody in our community that, that their name's on the seat beside you. They don't know it yet. There's somebody in our community, their name is on the empty seat beside you. And we can hang out like this, y'all, and be fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm going to heaven. I'm happy. You're probably good. When you come to church, you know where to park. If you got kids, you know where to take your kids, and you know where to come to worship. You're fine. But the person that's supposed to be sitting beside you is not. They're not fine. So I just want to be real clear on what we're asking everyone, everyone who's a regular attender, to do. We're asking you to step up and serve, minister. Everybody is greater than somebody. Here's what I want to do. I want to in introduce our uh, serving team representatives. They're going to have red shirts on, so I'm going to invite them to go ahead and stand. Uh, you received, so y'all go ahead and start making your way down too, I think, or whatever the, just the instructions were given, I think to start passing out cards. I think that's what you're supposed to do. So they're going to start passing out serving interest cards, okay? And, and on there, you're going to see our five Sunday teams. There's going to be a little block at the top for information. Uh, then, then there's five teams listed. And then at the bottom, it's like, how often do you want to serve? Once a month, twice a month, or put me in, coach. I'm ready to play, right? Like, I'll serve every week, bless God. And so um, what we want, to, well, what you want you to do is we want you to look at that card, Feel, go ahead and fill out the top part. Listen, you are not committing to anything other than getting more information about the team you're about ready to check off, okay? You're not, you're not committing yourself to, I'm going to have to show up every Sunday for a year, and I'm never going to have a week off. No, no, no. All you're doing is saying, I would like somebody to get in touch with me about this team because I feel like God may be calling me to this team, or at least this one's what's interesting me. This one seems, and they're pretty self-explanatory. Portable church, you show up, set up, tear down. Uh, production, you help make this happen, okay? Uh, sound, lights, media, all that. Worship, if you can play an instrument, we have a spot for you. Trust me, we have a spot for you. I don't know if they have a spot. We got a spot for you, okay? Trust me. And so uh, whether you play an instrument, sing, you know, check that box. Um, Kids, you're like, well, I really kind of, I, I don't hate kids. I like kids. They're cool. And so you may want to check that box. VIP, uh, if you, you know, you like, you like making people feel special. You know, I like people feeling welcome. VIP is where it's at, okay? We should take the card. I want you to fill it out, okay? Fill out the top. And then uh, where did, where did the, the, the red team? Red team, assemble. Avengers, assemble, because I want to introduce you. I think they're outside. They may have already gone to the hallway. I don't know. Um, probably I've already gone in the hallway. Anyway, um, what you're going to do is you're going to fill that card out, and you're going to take it into the hallway, and you're going to give it to the person who's representing that team. Right now, Mike Paisley is representing our production team, okay? You'll see him out there. He's going to have a red shirt on, all right? His name's Mike. He's going to have a lanyard. It's going to say Mike, or it might say production, okay? Uh, he, he's, if you're interested in production, you're going to take your card to him. Uh, we, we got Curtis out there. He's repping the VIP team. Uh, we got Michelle. She's, uh, she's representing the, the VC Kids team. She's the only female. There she is, right there. And so if you're interested in kids, you want to see her. 
Um, uh, Johan is doing the portable church team. And so, Johan, raise your hand. All right, there he is. Cool. Uh, that's Johan. And then uh, Michael, uh, our drummer, is, is repping the worship team. So uh, if you're interested in worship, then, then talk, to, talk to Michael. Take your card to them. Well, what if I got multiple areas? Cool. Check off multiple boxes, but pick one of the boxes and give it to their give it to them. Okay, we'll follow up with you this week. What if I've got questions? Awesome. That's what they're there for. It's exactly what they're y'all can come all the way down here and then I'll release you again real quick. Because I just want you to see who they are, okay? These are people repping teams um, for a long time. So this is Michelle. This is Johan, Michelle Kids, Johan, Portable Church, Michael, Worship, Curtis, VIP. Mike production. All right, so so when you fill out that card and you check the box, these are the people right in the hallway you're going to give it to. Y'all go ahead and go ahead. Thank you for coming up here. Give them a hand. They look so great. They're all in red because we wanted them to stand up. If you have kids, don't go get your kids. They're not ready for you. Okay? If you get your kid now, you're going to totally interrupt the lesson and material. They're going, they're, they're going to be finishing around 11.20. It's only 11.15 right now. So they got about 5, 10 minutes left. So, so don't, don't rush out and grab your kid because we, we want you to do, you know, talk to them, spend some time getting, you know, well, what if I you know, do that? That's cool. So uh, let me pray for you, and, um, and then I'll, I'll dismiss you, but not to be finished but to actually take that next step of committing yourself to getting information about serving. We'll follow up with you this week, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know all the ins and outs about uh, the different things you can do on those particular teams. So here we go. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to be here. Lord, we recognize that it's not about us. It's not. This is our church, but our church is not really even about us. We have things, God, that, that, that we can that we do for ourselves. We got discipleship, and we're excited about what you're going to do this fall as we kick off a track thing. Lord, that's going to be awesome. We got our Sunday worship experience. We got worship time. We got different Bible. We got all kinds of things for us, God, but today it's not about us. It's about the person who's supposed to be sitting in this empty seat beside me. It's got their name on it. I don't know when they're coming, but I want my church. I want our church, vertical church. I want your church to be ready when they show up, and we know they're coming. We know they're coming because God's promised they're coming. So, Lord, help us to get our church ready so when they show up, they give us one shot, we'll do everything in our power to point them to you, Jesus, and see you transform their lives. And then they will become us too. We love you, Jesus. We pray it all in your name. Everybody said? Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.